0: I have a great time with my life, and I want to share it. Welcome
1: back to Fade of Truth. Today I got Miss Kay Mendez on the show. What's up? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Cheers. Cheers. I wanted you on the show because I know you're doing a lot of different things. You're doing your own YouTube channel. Mm
0: -hmm. I know you're getting
1: your TikTok poppin'. Mm, On and popping, girl. And you also do a lot of motivational Uh, Speech is what I saw and when you were talking it literally sounds like myself So I was like perfect. This bitch actually has a good head on her shoulders very
0: (sighs) driven first Let's talk about the YouTube channel. So it's you and your son. Yeah, so I basically wanted to create something Where it's not the typical YouTube family like oh, this is a happy marriage And we have our kids because this day and age. I feel like that's really not the case for Mm -hmm. most families I just wanted to put a different perspective out there like mother and their child still out here getting it, still out here being happy, not letting circumstances kind of change the way we view life or live it. So I kind of wanted to incorporate different things like pranking him which he hates. Um, I just saw the <laughs> um, the bag prank. Hey, why is that shit so loud? He just always playing that on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> my bag, right, in my wallet. Ow! <laughs> what? <laughs> No. Mommy. <laughs> Where are you going? I can't even keep my composure. Oh my God! <laughs> did you so did mad. you notice he got pissed and he did like the rocks eyebrow on me and then he's like, hold <laughs> up, wait, this is this is my mom. He was like, jumped in the back seat. He's like, you hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. <laughs> all for the love of the views you know <laughs> that trend started with uh, women doing it to their husbands so that's me again trying to put a twist on things you know it doesn't always have to be what's trending you kind of have to add your own twist to it I started noticing I'm not saying that it was because of me but it was because of me <laughs> that people started doing it to their kids and I'm like okay I'm yeah
1: before y'all would have thought that was child abuse now right. it's like it's cool to do it
0: Somebody said that po- oh poor baby and i'm like please if you would see how he jumps on me right th- that kid please he's not sensitive he can handle it he can definitely take it <laughs> i just wanted to incorporate something that shows all dimensions of things, you know, not just that, but also kind of how I nurture my son, because I feel like the way I parent is very different from the typical household. Okay. Um, I'm very transparent with my son. A lot of people say, like, a kid needs to know a kid's place, and I'm like, well, that's how we raise healed adults later on, so I feel like it's important to show how intelligent and advanced someone can be when they're just informed and in the loop and kind of keep them independent from myself uh, so that he's not crippled by me and my needs or my traumas. I have to handle that on my own. But I feel like keeping it from him is not the best thing, which is what most people do. So that's why I want the channel. I want it to be like... The motivational speaking from my side but also like a child's perspective you know because a lot of people are like oh well a couple's problems or a marriage problem is the marriage problem and I'm like no you know the kids kind of live through that shit too it's not by choice so yeah I mean that's important. what so fucked me up shit oh sure. <laughs> girl same here I'm still working on it.
1: You Thanks, know. mom and dad. My uh, brother passed away at that time. You know, I felt like I had to like make amends with my mom for right. holding her accountable for why I don't believe in relationships or long term or just happy people. You know, right? Um, because she stayed with my dad during a lot of shit, and you know, it just fucked me up. So mm. I, I had to like physically take a step back and be like, okay, she lost a kid. You know, our family's never gonna be the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanna make sure she knows, like, I forgive her for those things because I never told her that I held her accountable for those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. We never talked about things in my family. It's always mm-hmm. like, brush it under the rug. The rug. Yeah. You're not allowed to have feelings about it. You're supposed to just keep a tough face, you know? Yeah. And that's why people are like, why are you such a bitch? And I'm like, I just don't, like, let things get to me because I'm used to, That's how I was raised. Same. So, you know, same. after kind of telling her like i forgive you for this it felt great it felt like we have a great relationship now you know it was rocky before now we're just that's like my mom you know i'm Mm -hmm. I'm appreciative of her i haven't done it with my dad yet um but he's in nicaragua so eventually i want to get there and and do that
0: as well that's important um not only for them because you know from a parent's perspective you feel such a huge responsibility because you're like i'm in charge of this beings an mm-hmm. entire fucking life. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but at the same time, you kind of just, you, you work your way through it and you learn as you go and you kind of just hope that, uh, your kid takes the good out of it, you know? So I feel like that's a healing process for you, but also for them. So letting that go is going to allow you to kind of just move on with your life, mm-hmm. which for me is why it was so important to be very transparent with my son because I literally wanted to be different. I just, you know, everybody says, I don't wanna be like my parents. And right. then I feel like as long as you're making different mistakes and you're facing different challenges and still applying what you didn't want from the past, then you're good, you're going somewhere with it, you know? So basically in the channel, I kinda want it to be talking through things like that, through family, through us moving, cause I feel like it's very challenging for him because he still has his siblings and his dad back home. I kind of felt bad because I was like, damn, I'm taking him away from his comfort. But I'm like, that's the only place that I've been able to grow is away from it. So the
1: channel is, is it basically, like you said, it's going to be about real life with you guys. But is it, are you doing TikToks with them? Are you doing pranks with them? You're doing everything. Everything.
0: Okay. To me, it's always been important to be multi, multi multi-dimensional and be ever-changing. You know, that's the only way you're going to keep people's attention. And that's the only way you're going to evolve. Mm -hmm. So I don't want it to be like, okay, if people come to my channel, they know this is what they're going to get every single time. I kind of right. want it to be um, something different. So I do want to bring people on, like people that are starting businesses to because I feel like it's important to just pay it forward. And if I have the resource, why not share it? Because right. there's always something you can gain from people too. Even if it's in a different spectrum, I just feel like it's important to stay open to receiving those things and also giving them, you know, exactly. the karma is important to me because I saw myself kind of like I was telling you doing what's safe and not really what makes me happy because I had a kid I felt like well I have to provide for my home on my own so let me do what I know is gonna get me right a certain result instead of just taking a risk for something that could be way more grand than what I could ever imagine. And it took a lot of self-reflecting, again, you know, the whole forgiving your parents and just understanding that that's all a part of the journey, but it, it needs to stay where it happened mm-hmm. and not bring it into the new shit, which I'm still working on. I feel like it helped me grow a lot, you know, coming out here and also being away from my son, although it's hard as fuck. I It's the first time in my life that I've been completely by myself. So I have no choice but to acknowledge what I can improve on. And I feel like I've been doing doing a good job. (laughs) So I'm really (laughs) proud of myself. I feel like I've had a lot of personal growth and it's attracted different opportunities. Like being here, you know, I never would have expected
1: Aww. to be here so i'm so happy
0: <laughs> because when we met remember i was struggling i was i was so fucking stressed out and i look at a year later and i'm like it's crazy how shit comes full circle you know i'm in a better place you're in a great place and you're creating this business and i have my own thing going on and we're able to kind of come together in that in its own way and i think that's such a fucking beautiful thing
1: especially oh, yeah.
0: coming to find out that we kind of have similar yeah. you know, yeah, for sure.
1: I feel like it's hard to have friends that haven't been through anything. Yeah, if you haven't been through some type of struggle, or if you haven't had to hustle to like save your life or anything, like, right? I, I don't know. I don't know if we can rock because our mindsets are so much different. And you want to surround yourself with positive, same mindsets people like that came out the mud and now they're right. fucking. You know, doing great. Right. And a lot of the people I've interviewed, all their stories were the same. You know, homeless, fucking addicted to something or, you know, didn't have shit. And, like, now they're fucking, you know, popping. Yeah. So it's it's nice to hear everybody's stories. Like, I love meeting all these people and doing these things. Because you never know until you, like, sit down with somebody.
0: That's for sure. I feel like growing up in environments like that, though, it it awakens something inside of you that nobody can really ever describe. You know what I'm saying? It's like a combination of feeling the need to prove everybody wrong, feeling the need to be your own thing aside from what you've been through, and also wanting to just keep up with the times in your own way. You know, like you said, not in a not in an environment where you're constantly judged for shit, but where it's like you don't gotta you don't gotta pat me on the back because you understand why I'm right. doing what I'm doing. You know, like a mutual respect and support. Yeah, because I don't even want the
1: Congratulations, you know mm-hmm. that's not what we're looking for. We're just look, we're just hoping that we're doing it okay. <laughs> right. And it's like, great, not I'm alive. How old am just I? Okay. <laughs> right. Damn, I didn't think I was gonna see thirty, and here I am. <laughs> so one of the things that you were talking about on your show was um, emotional weight loss. Yeah. So I feel like we've already kind of like that's what we were talking about and that's what that means um but I liked how you were talking about how you have to let it go you can't bring it into next things yeah and that's what we're both kind of working on as far as I know I am you know because sure. uh, it's not hard to like get into new relationships friendships okay but relationships are hard because it's like oh
0: yeah it's just like it's too scary much. to it's scary. be uh fully transparent with people because a lot of things can be uh, taken personally or misunderstood misconstrued and when you are someone who grew up in a traumatic environment or where you grew up feeling like you were on survival mode and there's only you to protect you letting somebody in is extremely personal and you kind of feel almost under attack so you retaliate or you act aggressively or you i feel like, like i'm passive. a very aggressive
1: I'm Ag- aggressive too. And <laughs> passive as far as like, I'm a, I'm like, right. I don't give a fuck. We don't have to talk. Same. Yeah,
0: like whatever. Same. <laughs> and then I'll go a month later and I'm like, fuck, maybe I was the problem.
1: 30s, I want to like be more open to things I want to get over things I you know in my 20s I let a lot of things still resonate with me from childhood and it's Mm -hmm. like even then I thought that was too far ahead but now I'm in my 30s even like I have family members that haven't coped with things and they're in their 30s 40s you know what I mean so I'm like I can't do that I gotta get this shit together Mm -hmm. but you know it's 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 a tough road man I'm glad I have friends they're like my family I feel like a lot of checking yourself is very important I have to check myself because I feel like if I didn't put myself in that like boss mode position, then mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do everything that I do, you know, right. cause it's a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of hustle, a lot of responsibility. And I've always been on my own. So I, that's yeah. all I know is like, even when I was in relationships, mm-hmm. I still felt like I was on my own. Yeah. Like, I was always the one making more money or hustling more or caring more about something because, like, that's just my nature where they had, like, silver fucking spoons or, you know, oh, I can go talk to mom and dad about it. Like, oh, I can't. Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to do this. So <laughs> yeah. I don't got time for you. You know, that's how my whole life's been.
0: You got to understand everybody you come in contact with is not meant to be in an intimate way. I didn't really grow up respecting love or sex or seeing them as two in one. I just felt like I trained myself to separate the two because I didn't grow up on love and, you know, all that from a man. Right. So I'm like, that's its own nature. That's its own creature. And the body has its own needs for satisfaction, whereas the mind has a whole separate list of needs too so when people are like you think like a man i'm like no i think like a fucked up person <laughs> that's all but damn I, I know i always older, say that i think changing. everyone always tells me i think like a man nope yeah. i'm just jaded guys and men automatically assume that when you give them a little bit of passage especially as a broken woman you know or somebody who's been through any type of trauma when you get them a little bit deeper involved into your life they're like oh she catching feelings and she and they're trying to back up to prove i don't know what to i don't know who because (laughs) i can just be your friend i don't Mm -hmm. have to fuck you you know what i'm saying or we could just be business associates and really get to this bag together because that hustler mentality and it could also be that i'm a really close friend, according to that assumption, <laughs> and then they're so fucking shocked when you're like, and I think okay, it scares them. Fuck yeah, it does. Yeah, hell yeah, it does. Cause they're like, I don't know what to do with you. You like a crazy person, or you're like, they want this wild they know child how to control. Right. I feel like, or, right. or just
1: it's like the something unknown scares people. Oh, absolutely, especially men. If you have, if they're a woman. And they can't like put a take on what the fuck you're thinking or feeling. Usually it's the man who's, you know, not showing any emotion. Yeah. So for us, it's like people really are just like, What's wrong with you? And my, my right. ex used to tell me that he'd be like, What's wrong with your brain? Like, what <laughs> is really wrong? And I'm like, What's wrong with ask yours? I question a lot
0: too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not fucking crazy, bitch. You crazy. You don't understand me, you're a fucked up person. <laughs>
1: The pep talks to yourself, they have to happen because you have to tell yourself on a daily, I'm a badass bitch. I'm going to do this. Do you do anything special as far as like meditation, um, affirmations, or like do you do all that? Because obviously you can pep talk yourself, but do you actually, you know, put it out into the universe? Like, do you believe in that?
0: What I do is like I do those self check-ins. Like I told people on my podcast, you got to really check in with yourself every once in a while. Like, yo, are you good? Like. This life is still yours. This purpose is still your own aside from anything else you have going on. So for me, I feel like what I have to remind myself every once in a while, when I start to see my home getting messy or my body getting sloppy or me not um, taking good care of myself, the way I look, not really giving a fuck, I'm like something's off track. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got into the whole chakra thing, like your different energies in your body and how they affect different things in your life, kind of how you respond to things right. or the the situations in your life that you kind of create. And I started trying to kind of hyper-focus more directly. Like, before, I would be like, my intuition is so strong and I still don't listen. And now I'm, where, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, my intuition is telling me this. Let me try to focus in. Is it my heart? Is it my mind? Is it my health and my stomach? Is it my sexuality? Is it my anything you know my strength isn't my weakness and what do i do with it um so i feel like when i do those self check-ins i i remind myself like before anything in life i'm an individual spiritual being after that i'm a mother and people are always like what the fuck you're a mother first you should always say you're a mother first and i'm like nah can't be a mom to somebody if you're not good yourself exactly same thing with any type of relationship that's my point like your your children as much as they hate to admit that they're like you they are a product of the love that you do or do not give you know the presence or the absence that you provide to them you know so that's why i'm always like you gotta remember you take care of you that's why i love that quote that says like don't pour from an empty cup because so many people invest a lot of Emotional attention into people's lives or their finances or their time, and they walk away with nothing, and they walk away so drained, and they're like, "Why me?" And it's like, you didn't invest in yourself. You didn't set the standard for yourself. You didn't teach people how they could fucking treat you, so they treat you however the fuck they see fit. It's important to really observe people the first time you meet them. And you can tell if they'll respect those boundaries or not. Whether you choose to fuck with them from then on out, that's on you. I just, I really just try to remind myself, like, how far I've come, which is really hard. And that's where my friends come into play. Like, I had a friend I had a conversation with, like, two days ago. And she just, I was really proud because when I would talk about my past, I would always fucking cry. And I I would break down. And I'm like, this is still taking over my life. Mm -hmm. Whereas, I had the conversation a few days ago. And I was able to kind of navigate through my feelings effectively and also be able to check myself with certain things I have going on in my life right now and kind of just bringing back that focus to the center. So you can't feed your mind with negativity in order to be positive,
1: which is something that I always talk about. Yeah. So like I said, I think you're. it's just crazy how you talk about the same things that I think. Sound like somebody I'd fall f- fucking asleep to. Like, no. <laughs> fuck the breathe app. I'll just pay <laughs> Miss K <Kay> Mendez. <laughs> I have a soothing
0: radio voice. (laughs) (laughs) You're like the sexiest radio station alive. (laughs) Into your dreams with
1: Kathy Speaks. What were you doing in in, in the medical field? I know you were in the medical field and now you're out of it, but what kind of transpired for you that you were, that was your reason for coming to
0: Vegas, right? Yeah. I started off as a medical assistant and which I would tell people, don't waste your money on it. If that's what you want to do, just be a nurse. Um, What's the you difference? You're school. not an RN if you do that? or um, You're not an RN. You're very lower of a pay grade okay um but you're basically just an assistant to the physician or the nurse and you kind of just prep everything for them you do all the dirty work basically okay and i just feel like the debt of the schooling is not worth accumulating when you can go to like a community college which is way more affordable and get financial aid and get a degree and be in a higher um pay grade by just kind of sticking it out for a few years something i always tell people that's very important is not only your education but you have to build the experience at the same time i don't give a fuck how tired you are i always tell people you got to do shit while you're young and you're able because that's how you set yourself up for when you're a little bit more fragile you want to spend more time with your family you gotta hustle now to do what so that you can do whatever the fuck you want later
1: right that's why people like
0: why you work two or three jobs i'm like Because I don't want to fucking be you. I was a first-generation student. I was a minority. I was a single mother. I was in bartending school. I was also working at nightclubs and doing schooling. I was doing my externships. What happened that you got out of the medical field? I had been in the medical field for now, like, about nine years. Um, I did every specialty you could ever think of. What? People literally call me a doctor. They call me Dr. Mendez. I'm like, no. I wish. (laughs) I got out of the medical field because I had done, uh, most recently, oncology for the last few years, which is cancer. Mm. It's a tough, tough, tough field for me because I consider myself an empath. Like I really feel for people. I'm very empathetic towards people and I feel like that's what makes me such a beautiful human being. Wait,
1: so do you see energies? I do! Didn't I tell you when I walked in this room I felt it? (laughs) So can you like see my energy? Like am I a color?
0: Are you a color? I feel like I would see yellow. I feel like you have a very bright spirit. You know, you're a happy person despite um, the traumas you had and all the adversity you faced and I feel like that's a beautiful thing. As people who grew up in environments where you're kind of undervalued and you feel unseen, it's important to hear feedback on yourself, you know, and to know that. Um, Just the bare minimum of showing the truth of yourself can open up a door where people can understand you and understand the way you communicate. Because everybody has a different love language, you know. Right. And the more you let people in, the more they're going to be willing to understand what it's like to communicate in that way. Your spirit is itself, no matter your body language, no matter the way you're dressed, no matter the environment. So as an empath, Mm -hmm. what does that consist of? your spirit's reactions to other spirits entering the room so other people that you meet I feel like you can instantly tell who's good and who's not I have like an eye to eye contact I don't know I feel like those are literally the windows to your soul because you can smile with your eyes you can cry with your eyes you can create an upset face with your eyes a death stare like that literally is the window right um So for me, like, making eye contact with someone for a first glance, it's kind of like that cross. And I guess, yeah, like, when you can't read someone's energy, you can't figure them out, you'll know off the rip. Good people, bad people is basically someone else's perception of how you act. And then understanding someone's bad energy is understanding that their spirit has malicious intent. Like, there's no beauty, there's no love, nothing behind it. So just don't even invest yourself, whereas, like, a bad, I think, person... Yeah. It's just someone who's been through things, but they have... They still have a good energy deep inside. Like, those people that come off very abrasive, you know, and then you get to know them, and you're like, fuck, that's, like, a really thorough-ass person, but you gotta literally chisel your way through that bitch because she's not gonna just let you in (laughs) and it's it's sad because it's like that's how people become your collateral damage by default and really no fault of their own you kind of just group them together with past experiences instead of giving them a fair opportunity to show you who they are and what their spirit really is things you're used to you kind of associate it Right, that instead of it being its own individual experience, and I feel like that's where people fuck up in relationships.
1: So instead of looking at it as an entirely new experience, you're still thinking about those other things. Yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. That's something I definitely don't want to do. I feel like that's an yeah. excuse, you know, when you're like, "Oh, he cheated on me. I don't trust men." It's like, no, like, yeah, you know. I guess there's some good ones out there. Congratulations to the. <laughs> The three percent. The three <laughs> percent might happen
0: I saw all your model pics. Fucking fire. A lot of photographers do trade for prints, which is basically you get edited photos like Photoshop, correct, color corrected, and everything, and the photographer gets to do whatever they want with those photos. Like there's no binding. To you in those images they now belong to the photographer which you don't pay for i've worked with photographers that i've paid them like for headshots and there's also friends that i've worked with i feel like i've done a little bit of everything i've been paid more so for doing makeup for photo shoots okay rather than modeling because it's not something i took as a career did you put contacts in Oh, my God, that's actually a filter on Instagram. What? Yes. Bitch, which one? (laughs) I'm (laughs) faded as fuck, though.
1: (laughs) Faded truth. This is the faded fucking truth. What was your favorite shoot that you did, though, for modeling? Oh. Either with makeup or just doing it.
0: I enjoyed the makeup shoot that I did. The photographer was Avery Untold, which is one of my best friends. Hey, Avery. We had two models that we were working with. Well, I was working with them. Um, One of them for an Adidas fashion show that I was doing for um, Kicks USA. And another one Avery had known, and she had previous modeling experience. And they were both beautiful, beautiful skin. But it was one of my favorite projects because it was my first time getting professional photos of my makeup um it was my first time working with those two women independently, which was amazing, and we were all people of color, so that was awesome, too. It's important for my son to see me in my different forms so that he knows he doesn't have to be a certain way. Right. Um. So he was able to be there, too, and he had his own camera, like a professional camera, an extra that we had.
1: Oh, he was Mac in and, there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, he was being such a thought. But he was also, like, doing his thing, you know? So it was my favorite because I got to share it with uh people that i love and also people that i was able to discover you right know? and i see them doing a lot with their careers and that's now. just
1: nice that he can get those ex- different experiences you know
0: he always is like you're my superhero Aww.
1: especially because
0: he saw me skydiving so <laughs> he knows i can fly <laughs> and i can cook i'm definitely a superhero girl like i literally felt so free like i i felt like my problems were so fucking small and that's why that's why I tell people you should skydive because you're going to feel this awakening in yourself like you're going to reach a new level of fearlessness and you can apply that to the rest of your life. It's literally like a life-changing experience. Look at things from a bigger view and then as you get closer kind of focus and hone in and you know, create that talent into something great. Wait, would you, you skydive what again? It is fuck yeah okay let's go skydiving cause I wanna oh go. I'm down <laughs> and I need to wear like a turtleneck because my boobs were like up here you need and it was a double like, like <laughs> oh my lord
1: you need like a double ass. sports bra for skydiving I feel Girl, like <laughs> I need
0: to like bubble
1: wrap that <laughs> shit
0: <laughs> so Ryan wrapped them titties yeah yeah, they're big. What size bag. are your boobs? Girl. I don't know
1: if I've heard this this letter.
0: I refuse to buy anything bigger because it turns into like a fucking parachute. <laughs> and I ain't nobody's grandmother. Okay? <laughs> um, but the last size I bought was a tri- uh, 36 Triple D. But th- this is it. Like, <laughs> the whole fucking thing is out.
1: <laughs> they look perky for being fucking... <laughs> cantaloupes
0: okay. anybody's mouth is big enough for my boobs
1: I, it's I mean it's really sad Once we you got a tongue you can just like take it around
0: <laughs> that's true like a little racetrack or something it's like a mountain racetrack <laughs> nipple racing I did used to write poetry but my poetry is very dark I let my poetry get very deep and scary because just like I want to reach that natural high of happiness I feel like I have to conquer those really low lows. Have you ever read them out loud? Yeah, and I've shared them because like I said, I'm, I'm a very transparent person. Right. And I grew up in a, in a school district where suicide was like fucking clockwork. It was like a graduation every year was a funeral You know, so I felt like me being transparent about my struggles could have helped, you know, one of my best friends that took their life. So I'm like, all right, now it's time to share, you know, because I don't know what it could do for somebody else. I I understand that I'm strong. I know. Did you ever
1: have those feelings, though, like when you were younger? Like, did you ever? suicide? Yeah.
0: Um, not the act of suicide itself, but I would always think like. How would people feel if I that? When you feel invisible and when you feel like you're useless, you, you think those things, you know? Because you're like, it's like, I'm not here anyway, so what does okay. it matter? You know? And I feel like for a lot of people who don't know how to control those emotions or stop those thoughts, that's how it starts. And then it gets darker from there.
1: See, because, like, I never thought in my life like i want to kill myself Mm i have thought like wow my life fucking sucks and i'm like no i shouldn't be going through this but i never like thought that Mm -hmm. so my last week my they found like a suicide note in my 11 year old niece's drawer Mm -hmm. and then three days later they found my fucking nephew like with his wrist cut in the fucking woods thank god they found him in time because like he told a friend And the friend told the police, they fucking found his phone, like pinged it, and they found him. And I'm like, he's fucking 14. Like, I'm, it's like so heartbreaking that kids have like depression, anxiety, all these things. And they want, they hate themselves that much at this age, like as an aunt and like somebody who's raised them. It's like so fucking heartbreaking. You know what I mean? for sure. And for me, it really like made me take a step back and think like, wow, these generational trauma patterns are so fucking deep. that my fucking 11-year-old niece is going through the same thing my fucking 60-year-old mom went through.
0: Right.
1: You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why I am the way I am. I'm trying to break that cycle, and in doing so, you have to, like, cut off a lot of people. Yeah. You have to, like, not talk to certain people because they're not good for you. Their space isn't good. Their energy isn't good. And you just don't want to deal with shit because you're like, I've been through the fucking ringer like you can't really show me shit and if you're going to try you can just walk out the damn door (laughs) Exactly,
0: exactly.
1: (laughs) but I want to like I don't know how to approach those issues because I never thought mental health was something I needed I I had like an issue with like I know I'm crazy and I can get to a level but I know that it's not to the point as the rest of my family that Mm -hmm. needs help like real help so I don't know how to address kids that age so like what would be your advice for kids that are
0: feeling that way you know like When someone's really contemplating something like suicide because of a mental health issue, they don't talk to nobody about it. It's not a threat because it's not an external battle. Right. You know? I feel like that's where that transparency plays in. Always making the youth feel like they're in the loop, like they're involved because... It gives them a sense of purpose Mm -hmm. and it makes them want to find themselves even more. It makes them excited about life. Whereas if you're very dismissive towards kids and teenagers and they start to feel invisible, they're like, well, I don't have a value here. So, I mean, it starts at home, but it doesn't stop there. You know, like it could be your friend's kid. For me, it was important to have friends around that loved my kid more than they loved me. That way I know if anything were to ever happen to me... He still has a support system, and also he has other perspectives, you know, from a diverse group of people, not just me. So he will never feel like I'm trying to sway him to live his life a certain way. It's about keeping them involved. It really it's starts with taboo. the
1: house, the home, the parenting. Yeah, that's like, for sure. You have to, like, basically listen to what they're talking about because yeah. you can't, like, dismiss it. And that's something that I feel like is done often. It's just like, yeah, whatever, they're a kid. But yeah. like I never I never
0: knew I would never think that that would happen. It's not how shit used to be. You know, so stop being dismissive of these emotions which are just as making or breaking to your health as what you eat. Why do so many kids have mental health problems because everyone says that they're looking for attention, they're clout chasing. You know, I mean, like, social
1: media really fucks people up, I think. Hell
0: yeah, it is. Yeah, you know,
1: it wasn't like that when I was little. We weren't looking at 10,000 other things that were unrealistic. Very unrealistic. So do you, like, remind your son on a daily basis, like, to check himself as well? Like, does he know to do that as a kid? Like, is he yeah. on his...
0: Yeah, I, I feel like... Oh, I've been so blessed with my son... Aside from being male, female, whatever the fuck, we're human beings and we have emotions. We got to stop pretending that these things don't exist, you know? And making people feel embarrassed to admit that they have an issue with something. What's your plans for the rest of 2020? Mm. (laughs) As you drink your bendy straw. (laughs) The rest of 2020, it's forcing me to grow because it's always been me you know, mommy, he's at my hip. So it's forcing me to kind of be independent of being a mom and just get back to being myself. Because eventually he's going to be a teenager. He's not going to give a shit about me. (laughs) (laughs) So I need to start preparing myself for that. Right. I really just want to keep working on that growth and trying to create a better understanding of my financial needs and just making better decisions for myself, kind of setting myself up for the future, making connections with good people, just getting to work. You know, I've just been hustling since my son left. I work so much overtime. I literally only have like one day off a week. And when I have those day offs, I'm either, you know, working with someone else on a project, or whether it's editing, or it's filming, or it's modeling. Whatever, I I keep myself occupied.
1: Thanks for being on the show. Do you thank have you any ending uh, comments? Anything that you want to say just,
0: to anybody out there? I mean, thank you so much for having me here. First of all and for anybody out there listen no matter where you are in life if you feel like you're not where you want to be that's okay ever going process you know what I'm saying and it's never too late to start a new situation for yourself and create a, a better life I like for that. yourself it's never
1: too late not at all so if you're stuck in your dead end job you're unhappy with the city that you live in leave and you want to just fucking get out there do it she did it (laughs) with an (laughs) eight-year-old can't tell her shit fuck no and i came on here without a job crazy bitch yeah me too that's what i'm talking about (laughs) all right guys until next time
0: i love living i think that's infectious it's something that you can't fake